Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salaman ala ibadi al-lazina stafama ba'd Fa'adu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman al-Rahim Kutiba alaykum al-siyam Kama kutiba al-lazina minkum lakum la'annakum tattakun Ayyama ma'dudad This is the month of Shaban Alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put so much blessings in this month And it's amazing that we as this ummah have lost this incredible mercy of Shaban, which is that Allah Subhanahu has given us a warm-up, a preparation, a dress rehearsal for the month of Ramadan. And when we look, and there's a vast array of ahadith, some of them with weekly authenticated chains, some of them with fairly authenticated chains, collectively their import ranks at the level of Hassan, and it and means it is quite well authenticated that this month is a special month that the Prophet used to fast excessively in the first half of this month and enjoined his companions and his ummah to do so, that he also fasted on the 15th of this month, that this night that precedes the day of the 15th is a special night, and that this whole practice of the first 15 days of Ramadan was to prepare a person for the month of Ramadan. Uh, this first 15 days of Shaban was to prepare a person for the month of Ramadan. And we have in a hadith that the Prophet mentioned that he himself and that the Ummah should fast as much as they can in the beginning of Ramadan, but the, in the beginning of Shaban, but they should not fast after the 15th of Shaban. And so it's interesting in the early period in the Sum of Salahin used to practice this. And even Ibn Taymiyyah, Rehumullah, Majmul Fatawa has said that due to the abundant number of narrations and due to the abundant practice of the Salaf on this, that this is a practice that is to be recommended mustahab in our deen. And the 15th of Shaban was a climax was a climax for those people early in the Ummah who had spent the larger number of days of Shaban fasting, the larger number of days of Shaban preparing themselves for Ramadan. Just like you can imagine that the 30 days of Ramadan have a 10-day climax at the end called the last 10 days at the Gulf, or the ultimate climax in the last odd days of the, perhaps the 27th night, just like that, this night is the climax of the month of Shaban. And then the remaining 15 days, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the Prophet when he told us not to fast excessively the next 15 days, is that a person rebuilds their strength to come back for round two. So the notion was that the first time around, a person was able to last 15 days of fasting, most if not all of those 15 days, and then spend this night in worship. And then a person should rest, relax in the next 15 days and gain their strength so they're ready to go all 30 days in the month of Ramadan. And it's really interesting, you know, when we look at this, the human experience of the early Muslims in Shaban, that is something that we've lost, right? And for most of us, we only realize it's Shaban when the 15th has come. And we only think about fasting on the 15th of Shaban itself. And you can only imagine what level of heightened awareness and heightened spirituality the early and medieval Muslims would have already reached by this point. And perhaps for many of them, their 15th of Shaban was even better than our 27th of Ramadan. And Imam Rabbani Mujadad al-Fasanani has explained this beautifully in his Maktubat, in which he says that just like when you have the sun rise, before the sun rises and pierces the horizon, the light of the sun has already started to flow over. And that's exactly what we see in Fajr. 
The Fajr time is when the light starts to penetrate the horizon. And when the light has reached its maximum level, then the sun penetrates the horizon. Just like that Imam Rabbani coined this simile or this metaphor between Shaban and Ramadan, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends so much of his barakat and his rahmat already in this month of Shaban, that by the time the month of Ramadan starts, the horizon is full, already full of Allah Ta'ala's mercy. Just like by the time the sun rises, the horizon is already full with the light of the sun. And so this is actually an incredible month. And this is why the Prophet himself said in a hadith that Shaban is a month between Rajab and Ramadan, which is neglected by many people. And it is a month in which an account of the deeds of human beings is presented before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet continued so when he explained why he fasted so excessively that I wish that my deeds be presented at a time when I am in a state of fasting. And so this teaches us that this is something else that happens in the month. Now what does this mean? The Muhaddithin have commented on this that obviously Allah subhanahu wa has seen the deeds every second they occurred. It's not like Allah subhanahu wa is going to learn about those deeds in this month. But knowing something and being presented is something entirely different. So the words of the deeds is that this is the month when the account of deeds are presented before Allah. You can imagine just like a lawyer knows exactly what happens to his client. But the day he presents the case of his client in front of court, that is something different. It doesn't increase his knowledge, but that is a momentous occasion. That is the ultimate moment that until the moment of presentation, there is a chance for him to change his thoughts, to change his statement. Just like that, that before our deeds are lifted up and presented to Allah subhanahu wa formally in this month, there is a chance for us to make tawbah, there is a chance for us to seek Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, to make repentance, to try to change something in those deeds. And it also befits a person who is coming with an inadequate record to appear before Allah subhanahu wa penitently. So that is also why the Prophet in, in order to educate his ummah, was teaching uh, the ummah that they should fast excessively out of repentance and out of humility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And perhaps out of the mercy, and this is also an incredible thing, that what the Prophet is suggesting, that just the mercy of being in a state of a nafal fast may be enough to somehow compensate for the account of our deeds of the entire year. That shows you the power of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how incredible generous and karimi is that a single small act is a single nafal fast, perhaps the small nafal fast of tomorrow, if it is muqbool, if it is accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it can ignite and attract His mercy so much that it can overlook and forgive the incredible massive deficiencies that we have in our account of deeds. And really every one, and I'm just picking up one or two of these hadith, there's an incredible amount of teaching uh, in that the Prophet is imparting to us. Uh, in another day, for example, the Prophet said that this is the month in which Allah subhanahu wa prescribed the list of persons dying this year. And the Prophet said that I want that to also happen when I'm fasting. In other words, not just as the Prophet would, I mean, he would obviously have wanted to pass away from this world while fasting, but the Prophet wanted that even that year in which my death should be decreed, 
that day on which that decree is revealed or manifested, even that I want to take place when I'm fasting. And that is really best understood by dhikr. This is the level of dhikr of the Prophet ﷺ that he's in a state of such remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and wants to up the ante, wants to be in an even more engaged level of dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when any such decisions are made, when any such account is presented. And that is something for us to reflect upon, that we should be all the more careful and mindful of our state of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we are infinitely more needy of that remembrance in terms of the presenting of our account or of the decreeing for the next upcoming year. And this notion of Laylatul Bara'a, Bara'a really means Naja'at min al-Nar or emancipation or freedom from the hellfire. But out means when a person becomes a buddy of zimma, when a person becomes, uh, so to say, liberated uh, or freed from the yokes and the chains of the sins that we have wrapped around us. And, you know, these are things we associate with Ramadan. But this is something that Allah Taala wanted before. And it's also the reason for that is that Shaban is actually, I mean, even though we, we, we don't work it this way, Shaban is the month and the time for Tawbah and Bara'at, because Ramadan was meant to be the time for Qurb and Taqwa. But for most of us, we actually spend all of our Ramadan trying to get all of those mercies of forgiveness and repentance that Allah subhanahu is actually willing to give us in Shaban. And the best example of this is an example that our Shaykh quoted to us many times in the talk, is that when a person wants to put milk in a glass, they first look and see that if the glass being presented to them is clean or not. And if the glass is not clean, then rather than filling it with milk, that person, so they're presenting in a glass, it's their turn. Rather than getting their glass filled with milk on their turn, instead the giver of milk will clean the glass. And the person's turn will be been taken up with just getting their glass cleaned. Whereas if they had cleaned their glass beforehand, when it came time for their turn to be presented in front of the giver, then the giver would have poured milk in their glass. Just like that, the month of Shaban is the month in which we are meant to clean our glass, clean our hearts, make forgiveness and istighfar. Make Toba and repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that when we approach and enter this month of Ramadan, then this clean glass, this clean heart is being presented to Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to fill that heart with taqwa, to fill that heart with his qurb, to fill that heart with his muhabbat, with his marafat, with his intimacy, with his nearness, with his love, with his intimate knowledge. But, If we don't take advantage of Shaban, then what happens and what happens to most of us for most of the Ramadan that we've passed is we were lazy in Shaban, just like the Prophet said. We were ghafal, we were unaware of its incredible power. And therefore, we showed up, and when it came for our turn, we had to spend our turn cleaning the glass because we didn't clean it beforehand, and we spent Ramadan cleaning the glass. Now, to be honest and fair, in this day and age, that itself is incredible mercy. That if a person can manage to benefit from the month of Ramadan so much that they can clean and purify their hearts, that itself would be a ghanimat, an incredible bounty and blessing. But it's interesting for us to reflect on these hadith that the power of the deen of Islam is much more than we imagine. The power is that to 
cleanse yourself in Shaban and to adorn yourself in the month of Ramadan. And another day the Prophet said that in the middle of night of Shaban, Allah Santa frees a large number of people from Jahannam. This is the concept of Barat, emancipating people from the hellfire. But on this night, Allah Santa does not look with his gaze of mercy at a person who does shirk, associates partners with Allah Santa, or a Muslim who has bughas or malice, spite, and hatred in his heart for a fellow Muslim or at a person who cuts off the ties of family and relative kinship bonds, or at a person who has pride, or at a person who disobeys their parents. So the Prophet is also, these hadiths are teaching us that there are things that are going to prevent us from getting the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in another hadith, the Prophet specifically singles out other than shirk books. And so this is a night where we try to make ourselves buddy, where we try to remove from our hearts all the malice and ill will and spite and hatred that we have for others. This is a night that we free ourselves from all of our misgivings toward others. This is a night where we forgive everyone in our heart so that we may be saved from a kukul ibab, so that we may then spend the month of Ramadan focusing on hukukullah. So tonight was the night in we should forgive one another and try to forgive the Hukukul Ibad. This is a beautiful hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that that Muslim who forgives their fellow Muslim, Allah Subhanahu will forgive them. And this is a niyat we should make that, Ya Allah, I am forgiving all of my fellow Muslims. And Allah subhanahu in exchange for that, I want you to give me so much sawab that in case any of my fellow Muslims don't yet forgive me or don't forgive me and I have to meet them on the Day of Judgment such that they come to take their rights over me, on this act of my forgiving them, grant me so many rewards and hasanat that I will be able to disperse of any claimants on me on the Day of Judgment. And that is the way we can make ourselves on this night buddy or we can make ourselves um, emancipated and freed from the hukukul ibad. And on this night, really this is a night of ibadah. And this is a night of, you know, we should try to spend this night the way we normally spend nights of the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan or the way we spend the odd nights at least of the last 10 days of Ramadan. And in this night, there are all types of ibadah that a person can do. And I would actually recommend that we should try to do all types of ibadah on this night and take advantage of this night and pray some qaza if we have some missed prayers to pray from our lifetime, to pray some nafil, to pray tahajjud, to read and recite the Qur'an al-Kareem, tilawa, to make istighfar, to recite durud and salawat, to make zikr, muraqabah, to read some tasbihat, and to make dua. And the ultimate religion at the end of this ibadat to make dua, and to try to make dua on the last half of the night, and the last third of the night, and try to witness those blessed maqamat and those blessed moments that Allah subhanahu wa actually has put in the deep ends of every night. And this is an incredible night uh, for that because we should be begging Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you actually gave me so much. But first of all, it's not in my right and it's not in my 
place to ask you more in the worldly sense in the upcoming year. Allah Santa, you gave me so many blessings and bounties in the previous year. Allah Santa, I ask you to forgive me for not doing qadr, for not valuing and esteeming and making the best use of those netmas, those bounties and blessings. And I ask you to enable me to do shukr on this night for them. And then it is embedded. Allah subhanahu wa said in the Quran, in that if you are truly grateful for me, then I will expound manifold my bounties and graces and blessings upon you. So if we can try to become people of gather and shukr on this night, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will automatically bestow and send more upon us in the future. And so really that is the way we should approach uh, the sense of worldly gain. And secondly, much more importantly, is our dini gain. And we should think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you gave me so many dini blessings this previous year. You joined me to so many gatherings. You let me meet so many ulama and mashayikh. You let me hear or say so many words of nasihat and advice and counsel. You let me enter the masjid so many times. If you were just to think about that, in this previous year of 360 days, how many times, Allah SWT, you let me enter your home, right? And for some of us, we're so fortunate that you would let me go to Baytullah. You let me go to the Rosa Mubarak in Medina Munawwara. And just to think about all those things and again, Reflect that Allah SWT, we did not do proper qadr, we did not do shukr, and to make this a night of qadr and shukr for the dini blessings that we got. And then again, in nukum, then Allah SWT will increase us in our dini blessings. And in this night, then a person should also beg Allah SWT, that Ya Allah, on this night when you decree the risk and everything for a person in the year to come, Allah SWT, I ask you to decree for me the khair of this dunya, the hasanat of this dunya. And Allah SWT, I ask you to decree for me khair in my deen, and the ibadat of the deen, and the mustahabbat of the deen, and that you grant me like of taqwa. And Ya Allah, I don't want to wait long term. I want right now, 15 days from now, such a month is coming. 15 days from now, the month of Ramadan is coming. Allah SWT, I want you to decree for me an incredible month of Ramadan, a spiritual month of Ramadan, a transforming month of Ramadan. And we should really pledge ourselves to Allah SWT in an absolute way. And we should say, Allah SWT, we want to enter your deen, like Allah SWT said in Quran, that you should enter the deen completely and utterly and totally. And at least we should make that niyat, that intention, that irada, that desire, that desire uh, to change on this night. And you know, and that's really what we're trying to build in ourselves. Because the whole month of Ramadan is about change. And Shaban is about building our, in ourselves a desire for change. And so tonight is the night for us to put on our heart and to place on our tongues and du'a all of the things that we want to change about ourselves. Whether we want to change certain bad character traits, bad personality attributes, laziness, certain deficiencies in our deen, deficiencies in our ibadat. We should reflect on the sign all of the things we want to change and simply ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not to make any plans for changing, not to make any agenda for changing, to simply make the niyat for change and to throw that niyat at the, at, at the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept that niyat and for He Himself to change us in this way. And this is really what we need to be doing on this night. 
And I remember, you know, uh, this whole concept of change for me when I was, uh, you know, growing in the deen of Islam, I remember this night being one of the most powerful nights. And I remember our sheikh uh, really expounding on this night in incredible detail in Washington and in New York in 1994 and 1995, and us spending this entire night in the masjid and in ibadat and trying to do different types of ibadat. And it was such an incredible feeling, and it was such an incredible boost for this month of Ramadan. And really, we should make that mujahidah. We should try to make the most of this night of Shaban, and we should start making intentions for Ramadan. And really, you know, and, and so it's, a mis- it's a misconception that when I'm about to say is hadith, it's not a hadith, it's a saying of one of the early Muslims that Rajab was the month of the Prophet and Shaban is the month of Allah, and Ramadan is the month of this Ummah. And what that person meant was Rajab was the month of the Prophet as we discussed last time, in which Allah Prophet bestowed an honor of Isra and Mi'raj on the Prophet unlike any honor that he had ever bestowed upon him or any other creation. And Shaban is the month of Allah Prophet in the sense that Allah Prophet sends his mercy and his karam and his decision and his hukam and his qadr in this month. And Ramadan is the month of the Ummah in the sense that that is a month for us to get the forgiveness of Allah, us to get taqwa, us to get the qurb of Allah Taala, And these three months that Allah Taala put them together, that is also something phenomenal. That's some wisdom of Allah Taala, as opposed to scattering them. Because sometimes Allah Taala wants us to go deep. Allah Taala wants us to dive deeply into the day. So there's one aspect of breath that throughout the year we should be pious and we should be worshipping. But there's also this aspect of depth that in these months in Shaban and Ramadan in particular, we should try to forsake the dunya. We should go deeper into the deen, maybe deeper than we could normally do otherwise, normally do in the other months. We should engage in deep cleaning, deep purification in these months. And that is the way another, uh, one of the early awliya used the example of the brothers uh, of Sayyidina Yusuf al-Islam, and that there were 12 of them, and that there were 11 brothers. But that single Yusuf salam's forgiveness and kindness and compassion for them was enough to forgive their sins. Just like that, the single month of Ramadan that is coming is enough to wipe away all the sins that we have done in the past 11 months. And I would talk now a bit about the month of Ramadan because unfortunately we will not be with you uh, next week. So in the month of Ramadan, and really we should start planning and preparing for Ramadan. And the first way we should do that is we should try to make our schedules. We should try to take care of all the unnecessary things that we can in for Ramadan. So in the month of Ramadan, we only have to do that which is absolutely necessary in terms of this dunya and the rest of the time we spend on our deen. So if there's any person we have to meet, any doctor's appointment we have to do, any financial matter we have to take care of, anything pertaining to the mundane life of this world, we should try to knock it off in these next 15 days so that we are totally free in the month of Ramadan or as free as we can be. And in the month of Ramadan, Allah Akbar, that would you know, be a whole separate topic, but you know, very briefly, in the month of Ramadan, we should be focusing on our ibadat, 
focusing on improving the quality of our ibadah because we may not be able to sustain that greater quantity after Ramadan. But if we can use the increased quantity of ibadah in this month of Ramadan to increase the quality of our ibadah, and these two things are related to one another, you will find it is a natural and normal experience that the more and more you read Qur'an, the more the quality of your tilawat goes up. The more and more you read Nawafil, the more the quality of your Nawafil goes up. And really, so that is the, the barakah of Ramadan, is that by enabling us, by Allah subhanahu blessing us with this fast, blessing us with taraweeh, blessing us with these ibadat, that we become better in our quality of worship. And that is really what we want to be doing in the month of Ramadan. Another thing is that it's very important in the month of Ramadan to add those things to our schedule in those time slots of our schedule that we think we will be able to maintain and sustain after the month has ended. So we should sit down and think that, okay, what were in, in this night, that what were all the shortcomings I did in the year? What were all the reasons I couldn't do tilawat? What were all the reasons I was lacking in my ibadat? What are the best places for me to insert ibadat that I can maintain year-round? And in the month of Ramadan, we should do ibadat at those times. And by doing them regularly for 30 days at those times, inshallah, we will be habituated to doing them. For example, let's say a person feels that, you know, every morning before going to work, I can recite istighfar for 10 minutes. Then what we should do is begin that amal now in the remaining of Shaban and keep that amal alive throughout the month of Ramadan. And then by doing it for 45 days, inshallah, it will become a regular feature of our life. Or if a person feels that, you know, every day from Asr to Maghrib, I'm relatively free. That is a time I can spend in zikr. That is a time I can spend in ibadat. So we should try to spend that time in ibadat and zikr now, in the remaining days of Shaban and in the month of Ramadan. And if we can again do it for 40, 45 days, then it shall become a regular feature of our life. And Allah, and we should know and accept and acknowledge this, that Allah subhanahu wa has made human beings creatures of habit and we should use this knowledge to our advantage and habitualize habitualize ourselves to ibadat and to zikr and this is what the, these days of shaban and ramadan are really for and the other thing is we should start making this most important practice in shaban of staying away from sin and you will find most of us, if not all of us, in the month of Ramadan, we're more conscious of our sins. We're more aware of our sins. We're less likely to do sin. You know, for example, university students who may indulge in certain sins throughout the year, they stop doing them in Ramadan. They stop the television. They stop the Internet. They stop the radio. They stop the CD player. They stop the unlawful interaction across genders. They stop those things in the month of Ramadan. So we should try to stop them now before the practice and the amal, and I want everybody to listen to this carefully, the practice and amal of leaving those things before Ramadan, i.e. in Shaban, is what's going to best enable us to leave those things after Ramadan, i.e. the rest of our life. And we want, and when we show Allah Sponta in Shaban that we are leaving these things that are ghair Allah, leaving those things that are against Allah Sponta's wishes and His wisdom, then we are showing that we can do it outside Ramadan. We're trying to establish that in these next few 15 days of Shaban, that we can leave sin and we can become a person of taqwa and taharat. And that is very important. 
uh, in this month. Also in the month of Ramadan, very important that we should try to develop the habit of du'a. And this is a practice that is lacking in us. And many times we find it difficult to make du'a. And you know, many times I always find, you know, people always asking, what du'a should I recite on this night of Shabbat? 15th of Shaban, what ibadah should I do? And the reality, it should be a person who should have so many du'as to make to Allah. We should be overflowing with du'as. We should be asking which of the infinite du'as should I be making. But rather we're saying that we're empty. Our hearts are empty. I don't know what du'a to make. I don't have any feeling in me. I don't have any feeling of du'a in me. You tell me what du'a I should make on this night. You give me a booklet of du'as I can recite this night. This is a problem. And so this is what really, that's the power of Ramadan. It takes and uplifts a mu'min beyond the need for such crutches. And so we should be using this month of Shaban. This is when we toss the crutches. This is when we turn to Allah subhanahu deeply, directly from the depths on the bottom of our heart, our hearts. And we try to make ourselves people of du'a. Make ourselves people of ibadat. So it's not enough to sort of wear the uniform of Ramadan and then take it off at the end or to temporarily put on the trappings of Ibadah and take it off in the end. No, we want the hakikat of Ibadah. We want the hakikat, the reality, the powerful, penetrating reality of Ibadah and Dua to enter us. And the time to start is now. And it's also a feeling that should enter a person in the 15th of Shaban, I'm not going to delay. I'm going to start now. All of the leaving sin aspects of Ramadan, I'm going to start now. And my Allah sees that, that my servant didn't delay, my servant enslaved, she did not wait for the first of Ramadan, but rather she's living her days and nights as if it's already Ramadan. Then imagine how much mercy Allah would have for such a person. Even we're feeling kind and compassionate about such a person, and we're noxious, we're deficient human creatures. Imagine the infinitely immense mercy of Allah Spanta that would come on such a person. So really this, this night and these 15 days of Shaban and this upcoming month of Ramadan, these are days in which lives can be changed. These are lives in which sins can be broken. These are days in which hearts can be mended. These are days in which hearts can be adorned with the different barakat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we really, really need to learn how to take qadr of these days. And one way to increase in our qadr is to feel remorse and regret over how last year's 15th of Shaban, last year's 15 days of Shaban, last year's entire month of Ramadan, still failed to change us and that we are ending up in Shaban one year later or 11 months later we are ending up right back where we started and that is an incredible tragedy and that is something that should motivate us for change that where was I one year ago on 15th of Shaban where am I today and if we don't have that progress we don't have that improvement then we're seriously lacking in our deen and so alhamdulillah this is the mentality of the Prophet This is his outlook. Preparing for Ramadan. Preparing for Ramadan. Starting in Rajab. Preparing for Ramadan. Continuing in Shaban. Preparing for Ramadan. And it's giving us this very big lesson that Ramadan is something that needs to be prepared for. Ramadan is something that needs to be anticipated. Ramadan is something that needs to be greeted and welcomed. 
And the way we can do that is spending these last 15 days of Shaban in the most noble way that we can, according to the deen of Islam, according to the Quran, Sunnah, and Sharia. Ya Allah, you Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, you granted us each and every bounty and blessing. Ya Allah, you adorned us with the bounties and blessings of this world. You granted us the bounties and blessings of this deen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, when we look on this past year, Ya Allah, we see that you are the most perfect Rabb. You are the most Kareem Rabb. But Ya Rabbi Kareem, we are shamed on this night. But ya Allah, in this past year, Ya Allah, we did not do qadr of the deen. We did not do qadr of the ni'mas you gave us. We do not value all the gifts that you gave us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to forgive us for the sin. We ask you to make us people of shukr. We ask you to make us people who are grateful for every blessing that you have given us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us be grateful for every morsel that we eat, every breath that we breathe, every sajda that we press, every word letter of Quran that we recite Ya Rabbi Kareem surely you have bestowed upon us so much and Ya Allah we ask you to change us on this night we ask you to prepare us for the month of Ramadan we ask you to purify us before the month of Ramadan Ya Rabbi Kareem we have come to you in desperate need of Bara'at in desperate need of emancipation Ya Allah we have come to you with mountains of our sins Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem we have all but wiped away every effect and trace of the previous Ramadan Ya Allah we are shamed before you on this night. Ya Allah, we are unworthy of you on this night. Ya Rabbi Kareem, it is only your mercy and the generous grace of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Ya Allah, he taught us to worship you, that he guided us to worship you, that he asked us to plead with you on this night. Ya Allah, we ask you to make next year your taqwa for us. Ya Allah, we ask you to make next year your sunnah for us. We ask you to make next year your ikhlas for us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to accept these du'as. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to accept these du'as. Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to remove all of the malice and spice and hatred from our heart from our fellow Muslims. Ya Allah, we ourselves pledge in our hearts that we forgive all the rights that any may have over us. And Ya Allah, we ask that you enable all of those who have rights over us to forgive us as well before we pass away. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us a life of sharif. We ask you to grant us the dignity of taqwa, the honor of sunnah. In the beginning, we ask you to never let us be content and fall into a rut. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us continual progress on this deen. And Ya Allah, we ask you that you increase us in our love for you, and our love for the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and our love for all of those who love you and him, on our love for all of those who are beloved to you and him. And Ya Allah, in the barakah of this love, in the ocean of this love, Ya Allah, we ask you to wash away all the laziness in our heart. Ya Allah, we ask you to ignite our hearts on this night. Amen. We ask you to light the flames of the passion of love for you on this Amen. night. Ya Allah, we ask you to light the flames of the passion of love for the Prophet and the Deen of Islam on this Amen. night. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to protect us from the Hasidin. We ask you to protect us from those who envy us, Amen. those who wish us evil, Amen. those who wish to detract from the Deen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we place our humble efforts in your court. 
Ya Allah, we ask you to bestow your sharf upon us Ameen. and to accept our words from the deen. Ya Rabbi we ask you especially to bless the listeners of this program, Ameen. the organizers of this program, Ameen. the hosts of this program. Ameen. Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to be according to their host Nizan. Ya Rabbi they use words like Sheikh, Malana, Mufti. Ya Rabbi you know our hakikat. Ya Allah, you have hidden our hakikat from the listeners. Ya Rabbi we ask you to forgive us for our sins. Ameen. Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to make us a means of guidance for others. Mm-hmm. Ya Allah, we ask you to make your words and our words a means of guidance for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask you to accept this bond that we have between one another. Ya Allah, at this moment, people all over the world are making Ameen. Mm-hmm. All over the world are turning to you, Allah. Mm-hmm. We have no relationship with one another except that we are your Ibad. Mm-hmm. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept us amongst the Ibad, the Salihin. Mm-hmm. We ask you to raise us amongst in the company of the Siddiqeen and mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us a place amongst the Ibad in your Jannah. Mm-hmm. Ya Rabbi Kareem, just like we are together on this night, calling upon you, Ya Allah, we ask you to enable us to be together with the true Mu'mineen for all of eternity in Jannah. Mm-hmm. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we make dua for the Ummah, the Muslimah. Ya mm-hmm. Rabbi Kareem, no matter how much we may feel that we need Whatever we need for the upcoming year, Ya Rabbi Kareem, the Ummah is in a state of need. The Ummah is in a state of being Muslim. <laughs> ya Allah, millions of Muslims are oppressed all over the world. Ya Allah, we ask you on this night to send your special mercy on their hearts, to send your special nur on their hearts, to console them where no other being can console them. Ameen. Ya Allah, truly, you yourself said in the Quran, Allahu waliyul ladhina amanu, yukhriduhum minal zulamati ilal nur, namantum, ya, ya Allah, we pledge our Iman with you. Ya Allah. We re pledge our Iman in you. Ya Allah, we ask you to take us out from the darkness of our sins into the nur of obedience. Ya Allah, we ask you to prepare us for Ramadan. We ask you to wash our glasses on this night. We ask you to wash our hearts on this night. Ya Allah, decree for us the best of Ramadans. Decree for us an everlasting Ramadan. Ya decree for us a life changing Ramadan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, save us from the hypocrisy of our tongues. Save us from the hypocrisy of our eyes, save us from the hypocrisy of our hearts, Ya Rabbi Kareem, save us from the hypocrisy of our lives, Ya Allah, we want to be your simple, pure, and sincere servants. Rabbana takamal minna innaka anta samir adeen, wa tubu alayna innaka anta tuwabur raheem, wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een, birahmatika ya arhamar rahimeen. Jazakullah khayyam.